what you're doing here and opening up River Rock, was, was this always a dream of, of, of yours, something you had, had planned in, on and thought of? Yes and no. You know, it's one of those situations. Um, I'll, I'll tell people that, you know, a couple of years ago when I was active duty Marine Corps, uh, my brother was living here in Fredericksburg. And so we were coming through town and we were looking for a shop to buy some climbing gear. So I called up my brother and asked, hey, where's a great place to buy some climbing gear? And he told me that there are no shops anymore uh, in Fredericksburg that carry that sort of stuff. They'd all shut down and, and moved away. So, you know, at that point we decided, hey, when, when we get out of the military, we'll come back and do something like this. But we really had no idea or really no intent to open it up when we did. It was one of those situations where we thought it was going to be a long-term dream of ours to open up a business like this. How However, the opportunity presented itself, uh, the market was ripe for it, so we decided to go ahead and move on it and uh, open the business as it is. You know, it's interesting, a small business in a community allows you to connect with that community in a really unique way. And being a military spouse and moving all over the country, Keith automatically had a brotherhood of Marines. He already had a community. Spouses aren't automatically, uh, we don't automatically have a community. And so for me, when I knew we got out of the Marine Corps, that was the one thing that I had missed in my life. I really wanted to set roots and I wanted to be part of a community in a unique way. And building this small business has allowed us to do that. We're able to instantly have this community on Main Street um, and set these roots in a, in a really cool way. So for me, the timing was perfect in my life to to be able to have this and and uh, be a proud part of Fredericksburg. When did you open? We opened in November of 2014. We actually put all the paperwork in place to start the limited liability company in February of 2014. Uh, what happened was April and I were both coming from the from the corporate world, and uh, we decided we actually needed just a little bit of diversification. I was commuting over to Dahlgren. She was commuting up to Quantico, and you know we kind of thought, hey, is this really what we want to do? You know, for the rest of our lives, it, it was working fine. Uh, we both enjoyed our jobs, but we wanted to do something just a little bit different and break that mold, uh, so to speak, and and go down this path. And we wanted to see each other more, and I tell people now it's seven days a week, 24 hours a day of seeing each other, so we got exactly what we wanted, which so, has been great. I was going to ask you, so, so how has that been? <laughs> it's been great. I mean, it's so interesting to see how many spouses go into business, and especially small business, and being able to grow and, and learn from our marriage and communications. I mean, certainly you have to have a strong um, marriage and bond to be able to survive small business. And, and I think that that's something that Keith and I have from the years of knowing each other, from starting to date in high school. We went to college together. We uh, survived uh, the Marine Corps together. And uh, now we're surviving River Rock. Yeah, <laughs> so she, she rehearsed that response uh, before you asked it. <laughs> well, you always hear about people who start businesses and they talk about just how it just, they, they weren't expecting things or it, it, uh, it just work them to the you know it just work them to death what's this been like it, it has been a lot of hard work um what happened was uh april went to grad school when i was going uh when i was going through flight school uh down in pensacola and then when i was stationed up at quantico I was going. I was going through grad school, um, getting my MBA up at George Washington University with an emphasis in finance. So we kind of had at least a good background. We knew, okay, from the theoretical standpoint, we knew what needed to be done in order to open up a business. Um, but when when you take theory and put it into 
practical application, it definitely you, you truly get to see where you where you fall uh, when it comes to running a business. So it, it has been fun. It's been extraordinarily difficult. Uh, anybody who opens a small business knows that you do lay at night questioning your decision. You worry about cash flow. You worry about paying your employees. You worry about you know, or you, do you have enough funds in the bank to pay your vendors? You know, so it's something where you know you really got to have all your ducks in a row. And if you're not prepared, uh, it's it's an endeavor that a lot of people shouldn't go down. There's just a lot of pre-preparation that has to be made in order to open up your own business. No, and I think Keith and I have learned that you cannot put your feet in cement. You have to be flexible all of the time. And even when we built our initial business plan, one of the things we had thought about was we thought that our primary customer was going to be a very technical customer. We assumed that if they weren't, they were going to some of the mid-market brands, um, you know, shopping uh, at bigger box stores. And one of the things we learned right off the bat was that that wasn't our audience at all. It wasn't our customer at all. Because any of the technical people already had loyalties to brands. They already knew where they were shopping for their gear. For us, we recognized within the first six months that our audience was a 101 adventure audience. These were people who, you know, they commute, they're tired, they come home on the weekends and they're not quite sure what to do. They hadn't discovered their river, they hadn't discovered their trails, they didn't know that there were rock climbing opportunities here, or fly fishing. And this was the audience that we realized needed us most. So within that first six months, we changed our business plan and model almost completely to, to support this new group. And I can tell you, I don't think that we would have been as happy had we continued down the path of that technical customer um, because they didn't need us the way that our customers now do. And so for us to be able to get somebody on the water for the first time or for Keith to get somebody on the rocks or out fly fishing or out hiking, and, and it's literally their first time doing it and they're realizing this new sort of adventure, it is just, it's amazing. It's awesome. We've been standing, you know, our hiking lead in Ghana has been standing on the top of Old Rag watching a, a sunrise with people who had never been to Shenandoah Park. And she literally it had tears streaming down her face just like they are. I mean, it's just this experience that I cannot uh, fully express to you how meaningful it is to us and, and how meaningful I think it is for our customers to be able to to have us here and provide those services. One thing that we, we tried to do um, at the very forefront was get a solid understanding of the market. And so we did all of your, your textbook uh, analysis procedures. You know, we took a look at the industry itself. We saw growth in the industry. We looked at the market. We saw a gap in the market. We looked at the complete environment and recognized that Fredericksburg was a growing community. So we really thought that we had everything in play uh, in order to be successful. And as April said, you know, we did a 90 degree shift, you know, within our first six months of operation, just because what we had perceived to be a strong market was not truly there. And we had to shift our business model to accommodate, you know, what is actually happening on the ground uh, here in Fredericksburg. That, that's so interesting that you were able to see that and do it because some probably can't do that. They can't. You cannot have an ego in business. And so for us, the one thing that I think Keith and I are both good at 
um, in terms of holding each other accountable is we're able to admit when when we're not right about something and look to each other to try to figure out what that right path is. And so for us, we are constantly moving. We're constantly changing. We're constantly looking at how can we do something better and um, making sure that our team is coming on board with us to make sure they're, they're the best that they can be uh, right alongside with us. And so that would be probably one of my biggest tips and things that I've learned as a small business owner that leave the you know have pride but leave the ego aside and recognize that you need to be flexible and you need to change with the market demands yeah one of the other things that we learned is you really can't be emotionally connected to anything that you provide um you know for example there's some brands that we brought in that we personally love and we know that they are very high quality products but if they don't sell you got to let them go. The same thing goes on the employee side. It's really tough being a small business owner where you become emotionally attached to your employees. But we've always heard uh, kind of a, an adage of, you know, hire slow and fire fast. It's a situation where, you know, once again, you may have a person who is a fantastic person. Uh, you may be personally friends with them. But if they if they cannot do their job, if they cannot meet your standards or exceed your standards, then there's the possibility you're going to have to let that person go. So you definitely have to have the ability to shift from being purely emotional, emotionally attached uh, to the situation to be able to almost take an analytical viewpoint of it and say, what is working? What's not working? Where do I need to trim the fat? I saw a Facebook posting that you had about a week or so ago where you talked about having getting, getting your uh, employees together and, and just having a day of of, uh, of training and I hadn't thought of that that boy that in, in this business everyone has to be highly trained That's exactly right and one of the interesting things about our hiring is that we've actually never had to put out a, um, a need or a call for staff because we have so many people who are applying to work for us because what they see is on Facebook or our website it looks like it's all fun all fun and games that our staff is always outside doing what they love and I put out a post like that because I want people to understand that that it's not all fun and games and our people devote hours and hours of their time each week in the books studying and and as as uh, the owners of the shop we really value that need to be training our staff on customer service needs on technical gear and how it operates because when a customer comes through our door if if my employees are not jumping out of the seat to help them and walk them around the shop and and help them shop and help them learn about gear then i've failed as their owner and the last thing that i want you to do is have that experience like you would in um, a big box store where you're walking around and you're really confused and you leave not not knowing or not getting exactly what you need when you come into river rock that won't happen ever because I ensure that I've hired employees that want to help you when you come through the door and get super excited to make sure that you're leaving with what you need. And one of the best sort of compliments I think for us is when customers come back and they always do, or they'll send me pictures, but they'll come back and they'll say, hey, I use that pair of pants. I use those shoes. I use those trekking poles. I use that kayak. And it was just an amazing experience. Take a look at the photos. Like if you actually broke down the time that our staff spends looking at people's iPhones to see photos of their adventures from gear that they yeah. purchased at River Rock, it would it would amaze you. But that's exactly what we want to see. And I know I've been successful as their owner and their manager if people are doing that and providing that uh, feedback back to us. Well, that is so interesting because you, it, that the, the picture you had on Facebook, it was a, ma a, a, a River Rock manual, an employee manual. 
And I just thought, and that, that gave me a, an insight that uh, employees here do go through a lot of training. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that there's this thought that maybe small business or mom and pop businesses don't have those professional procedures in place. And I thought it was important to show our community that that's not true. Keith and I spend a lot of time with um, building our policy and actually having it on paper, having true employee manuals and HR processes. Uh, we want to know that if we're going to expect this level of service from our staff. We want our staff to trust back that we're going to take care of them in the way that we should. And part of that is providing those good procedures and those good um, employee manual processes so that they know that they're protected too. Yeah, And sometimes, um, you know, we've heard just through some other uh, business endeavors or, or some other kind of trainings that we've taken. One thing that small business owners need to do is take a look at their business and see what they can do to make it quote unquote franchisable. Not meaning they actually want to go out and make a franchise, but think about the processes and the systems in place where, you know, no kidding, it is soup to nuts, simple to perform. And what I mean by simple to perform is every time an employee comes in, they know what is expected of them. They know how they should deal with customers. They know what sort of products, you know, work in certain environments, you know, just really all the basics to not only know the products, but how to be good as sales associates, you know, how the business should run. And if you have all those processes and procedures in place, then it makes the operation of the business a lot easier. Because at the end of the day, you know, in order to do a lot of the stuff that we do, there's a good chance, you know, I'm not going to be in the shop or April's going to be, you know, out of the shop doing other things, working for Main Street, you know, helping out uh, with city type endeavors, where we've got to make sure that, you know, the employees understand their tasks, they can do their tasks without us, they can operate the business without us, and make sure that the customers who come in still get the exact same experience, uh, whether they're working with Lawton or Megana or Mason or anybody else that we have down in the shop. It should just be a very similar experience and a very good experience uh, that people have when they come through our doors. Well, speaking of employees and, and the service you provide, River Rock recently received a a pretty prestigious award. It really is for our industry. Um, it's a really exciting award. It's Blue Ridge Outdoor Magazine. And uh, this magazine is located in um, outdoor stores and those places. Our vendors read it, uh, customers read it. And uh, we got voted as um, best uh, outfitter and best up and coming business, which if we could have picked two uh, awards to get, that's probably the two we would have received. And so for our customers who helped vote us into that, and it was best of the Blue Ridge. So from South Carolina to West Virginia, uh, we got uh, we got that that status. And what's important for us is that since that magazine came out, several of our vendors contacted us to congratulate us. More importantly, vendors who we don't currently carry called us up and congratulated us. That's what those types of awards mean in our industry is that people start to take you just a little bit more seriously. It means that you've got a good customer base, a good fan base, a good brand that, that really can be out there and marketed. So for us having those relationships and, and for our vendors to be able to see that, hey, you know, this is a business we may want to, to be a part of. Um, it's certainly going to help us moving forward in 2018. Yeah, it adds a little, uh, as April was saying, it adds a level of legitimacy. And, and really, that's what we're shooting for, especially for somebody, you know, our business is, is going on to its fourth year. We just passed our three-year mark this, this past November. And being able to have something where, you know, it's a, a regional award that, as April was saying, it, it, it helps – it helps us in the eyes of our vendors. It helps us in the eyes of our uh, customers, and it also helps us in the eyes of our competitors. So it's it's something where you know it's it it works for us on multi fronts. 
So we're just we're, we're very happy to be able to get best of the Blue Ridge for 2018. I looked through that whole the the the, the magazine and, and and looked through it, and there there weren't a lot of Virginia. Uh, places that, that won and that was what jumped out to me and, and nobody around in this area and I thought and it was all in the areas that, that were that were closer to the, more to the Blue Ridge than we are. Oh man that's the best part of the story because one of the things that we had talked to downtown Fredericksburg about was that we really want to put Fredericksburg and our region on the map as an outdoor destination and um, luckily for us this region agrees and so they give us whatever support we need but if you happen to look there was an actual ad in the magazine paid for by the city of Fredericksburg highlighting the river um, and congratulating Keith and I on our award there can be no better uh, sign of support from a city than when they actually put the money behind it and and congratulate us congratulate us in that way in that magazine. So um, Fredericksburg is poised, like I've said, to be this outdoor adventure gateway. You know, the river is low consequence for the most part. There's um, beautiful beginner trails for mountain biking and hiking. There's uh, a nice little 70 foot rock face um, that you can do one-on-one rock climbing. This is the place to cut your teeth. Get out and try something new. Get on the river, do some white water, do some rock climbing, things you would have thought that you wouldn't have done before. And when you pick a sport or decide that you want to continue on, we can then take you to Shenandoah. Heck, we can take you all the way to Nepal. But this is the place where you cut your teeth and, and have those adventures literally right in your backyard. Fredericksburg is going to be in Blue Ridge Magazine. It is my goal as a city for outdoor recreation. If we achieve that, that may even be bigger than the award we received this year. So, so that's what we're fighting for. That's what we've committed to the city of Fredericksburg to put Fredericksburg on the map in that way. And you, too, you really, River Rock has, has really emphasized uh, the river was here, but the rock aspect, I don't know that we all looked upon it the way we do now. And there's, there's actually, you know, a lot of climbing areas just really between Virginia and West Virginia. And it, it's an industry. You know, it's, it's a growing sport. It's a growing industry. It's going to be in the Olympics. So it's, it's one of those things where, once again, looking at the market and saying, hey, there isn't anything here that caters to that clientele. Now, once again, we, we kind of over over-focused on that market, meaning we thought there were more climbers here than there already were. And so one of the things that, you know, as we build this community, that's one of the things that we focus on is, you know, how do we get that? First, how do we find that individual? Two, how do we find that? How do we make that individual interested in the sport? And then three, how do we continue that relationship, turning that individual into a customer? So, you know, that's one of the things where you know, we misjudged it a little bit on the front end as far as the market itself, but as part of the business and part of the fun of running the business is actually building that community from scratch. Yes, there were a few climbers that lived in Fredericksburg. Uh, there's climbing in Richmond and, of course, West Virginia. But being able to build a stronger community, working with those climbers and bringing a lot of people who've never climbed before who live here in Fredericksburg their first time out onto the rocks, that's one of the benefits, one of the advantages, one of the bo- uh, you know, bonuses, if you will, of running the outfitter is simply taking that person who's never done it before and seeing them get to the point where they absolutely love it. We actually have some customers. We've had multiple customers who've actually met each other on some of our climbing trips and have recently gotten married. And, you know, they first met with River Rock Outfitter Climbers. And we have another couple who have just taken off 
with the sport. They've gone climbing out in uh, at Red Rocks in, near Las Vegas. They now went ice climbing, you know, a couple of weeks ago. This is what they now do on their weekends. And the first time that they really did it was with us. So it's, it's, it's great to be able to see the sport growing and us being a key component to those individuals getting involved in sports. And I think that's one, one thing to kind of emphasize when you think of who your hometown outfitter is. It's somebody that not only provides the appropriate clothes for you to wear when you get out on your adventures and in the gear and the the shoes but it's also the the outfitter that can provide you those experienced and highly trained and certified guides to actually get you out and safely accomplish those adventures. So for us, we really pride ourselves. Each one of our staff members receive the highest levels of training through the certifying bodies for their sports. And that's, that's incredibly important to us. We offer um, assistance for them to receive those certifications and education so that we can offer that, that to our customers and customers know that if they are that 101 adventure going with us for the first time, they're going with a trained um, guide who's going to get them um, out and back safely. Well, you'll know you've really arrived if some of these these couples that have gotten together through you, if, if, when their kids, if their if their kids are named River and Rock, <laughs> that's right. That's, true. Then you, that's the next step. That's that's the next thing. 